Today, January the 8th, 2020, we'll interview Rose McCoskey, Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to ask you some questions about the background of the fellowship program. So first, let's get started. Um, can you tell us about um, yourself, a bit about your background, your past, a little bit about your family, where you grew up, and any obstacles? You really want to go far back, don't you? Yes. Okay. Again, I'm Rose Makovsky. I am Director of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. I've been here since January 2009. In fact, I started on Inauguration Day for uh, President Obama, now which I thought cool. was particularly auspicious. Yeah, yeah. I was also interviewed that day by a member of the press, and the then-President Stout was sort of sitting in the same area in ATC wondering, what is she doing? And I thought, oh, my God, this is my first day. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, my background, I was born and raised in Malaysia, and uh, which is a multiracial, multiethnic community, a young country, relatively speaking, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Malays, Chinese, and in Indians as being the major uh, population okay. groups. Uh, it was a it was a it was colonized by the British and until and received independence in 1957. Okay. Um, by 1963, things were humming along. The democracy was working, and then by 1969, it worked almost too well. Okay. <laughs> in that, in that the British system of divide and conquer, where Malays were either the a, a rural class or the royalty. Oh, uh, the Chinese were the merchants, and the Indians were either the laborers or the professional class. That got that got kind of merged a little bit, mm -hmm. and equal numbers of Malays and Chinese, proportionate to their representation in the population, were elected to parliament. Okay, so that kind of broke the deal, uh, and because of that, there were race riots. There were some very very stringent policies that amounted to. Um, the only thing I can say, and I, do, I hesitate to use the term, but sort of reverse affirmative action where the majority population, the Malays, were assured of 90% of all places in, in government, oh, wow. in education, uh, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you know, I'm a youngster, and um, the doors just got closed. Okay. Um, so I, you know, when I was 17, I left home. Mm -hmm. I stayed with a, a family in Hawaii. And speaking of Barack Obama, I went to Punahou School. Oh, wow. Which he attended at the same time, only he was five years younger than I was, and okay. I paid him absolutely no attention. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but in any event, uh, I finished up there. Hawaii was a great sort of interim, uh, sort of midpoint, rather, between the education system in Malaysia and the education system in the United States, mm -hmm. which was vastly different. But at the same time, climate-wise and population-wise, they had a lot of similarities mm -hmm. to what I came from. So it was the perfect sort of middle ground. Yeah. Um, Sounds like I went there I for one year. I graduated, went on to college here in Pennsylvania. Okay. I went to Bryn Mawr. I uh, majored in political science and then got my master's in anthropology, mm -hmm. met and married the only man at Bryn Mawr. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to say. <laughs> but anyway, he was in the Graduate School of Social Work. Okay. We started our family here, but he was in information technology at a mm -hmm. time when everything was 
going crazy in, mm-hmm. in, in IT. And so because he had a background in IT, even though he intended to be a social worker, he kept getting pulled into, into information technology. Okay. So he started running computer centers, first hmm. at Bryn Mawr, then we moved on to Connecticut College, and mm-hmm. then Colorado College, oh. and then back up to Simmons College, and then he worked um, with me in the city of Cambridge. Oh, okay. I eventually came back uh, to Pennsylvania, but in the interim, I've had lots of different jobs because mm-hmm. I was the trailing spouse who had to be somewhat resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in a medical insurance claims payer. I've been in retail management. I have directed two continuing education programs for two different institutions. I have been a deputy DA. Mm-hmm. I have been an employee relations manager for the city of Cambridge, uh, the commissioner for administration for public works for the city of Cambridge, and for the last year, 11 years, director of education, uh, sorry, equity and diversity Person. here mm-hmm. at Monco. A jack of all trades. Well, yeah, there is a, there is some, there are some, there are some, uh, strains that are similar similarities in the sense that in the last 20 years I've had some combination of legal or education or a law in the service of Mm -hmm. higher ed Um, and so I guess I feel like I come to this work honestly in that I've had a variety of careers I've had a variety of experiences life and and academic Mm -hmm. um, and professional and um, I also have a personal experience of understanding what happens when people are not treated fairly mm-hmm. in a democracy, because democracies are threatened when that happens. That was great. Um, so can you tell us a bit about the history of the program? Sure. Uh, the program actually uh, started in 2008. As I said, I arrived in January 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, the first diversity scholar was already on board. Her name is Fran Lassiter. Yes. I think you've already interviewed her. We have. And when I came in in January, it was just so convenient, and they kind of said, you run it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. And w- originally, uh, we uh, were committed to... Uh, well, we had several several goals, but the main goal was to encourage minority scholars into a teaching career mm-hmm. as opposed to a research career. Okay. Okay. And we were going to do it carefully and judiciously, sort of one per division per year, uh, one per division period. Uh, no, sorry, one per year, but rotating among the divisions. Gotcha. Understood. Uh, mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't mean one. That was one per division per year was my was my fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> one per year yeah. rotated among the divisions is what we ended up doing. Okay. Um, and so the idea was that in exchange for reduced course load, mm-hmm. teaching course load, I mean, and initially it was for the teaching faculty, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in exchange for the reduced course load, uh, the diverse fellow would be mentored, would be participating in community uh, community activities, but also because we were looking to individuals who had possibly were ABDs and not quite finished with their dissertations, giving them time to do so. Okay, understood. Okay, so that was the original intent. Um, that's morphed over the years in terms of both industry requirements in, in, in how we hire faculty by industry, mm-hmm. and also in terms of the fact that we have been getting more PhDs, and so the need to finish the dissertation was not as urgent mm-hmm. for the ABDs that we used to get as was the need to do some mentoring and be mentored in return. Understood. Okay. So um, as, the diver- <laughs> as the director of mm-hmm. diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, 
and coordinator of the program, what do you identify as the goals of the program and its connection to the institution? And you touched on that a little bit. Well, the goals are both aspiration of aspirational and practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, practically speaking, it goes it goes to the demographic realities that we have, and that is that the uh, that we mirror the national trends with respect to demographic changes in our student population, mm-hmm. um, and so that. What we wanted to have happen was to encourage more diverse faculty and more hiring of diverse individuals into the administrative class. Mm -hmm. So that was the practical goal. We wanted our faculty to look more like the students that Mm -hmm. that were coming to us. Uh, Then the fact of the demographic changes means that eventually uh, we are a a majority-minority nation, Mm -hmm. and we are going to have to be known as an institution that is friendly to to minority scholars as well as anyone else. Um, So that's the practical piece of it. Mm -hmm. Aspirationally, we're an educational institution. Bottom line, uh, we would be doing our students a disservice if we did not give them a full kind of education that was inclusive in both in terms of the people who taught them, mm-hmm. the kinds of experiences they brought uh, to the educational mission. Excellent. Um, so again, the program has been around since 2008, and so it's evolved. How have you seen it evolve, and are you happy with that? I am very happy with that. It's evolved uh, in terms of numbers in terms of more than one per year, mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of including the non-teaching faculty, in terms mm-hmm. of including librarians like yes. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also been more adaptive to the needs, of, as I said earlier, of the industries that people are hired from. Mm-hmm. For example, in the library, um, uh, your uh, the, the the previous Jennifer Baldwin. I was mm-hmm. trying to remember her name. Previous dean, yes, <laughs> yeah. The previous she dean of the she made a I very so. cogent and and I persuasive case that the industry standard was to have diversity fellows who who served a minimum of two years. Mm-hmm. So you broke the rule of the one year diversity mm-hmm. fellowship, and we hired you for a two year mm-hmm. fellowship. Um, in economics and in business, uh, PhDs were not necessarily, or certainly in business, were not necessarily the going teaching cr- yes. credential. Mm-hmm. And frankly, because as an as an institution as a whole, because the master's is what's required, it didn't seem correct to continue to insist on someone who was ABD or PhD, gotcha. which okay. it essentially meant m- meant a higher standard. Mm-hmm. The intent was to allow someone to complete their dissertations and to encourage them into teaching instead of just research. Yes, but the impact might have been to have two standards, and we changed that. Mm-hmm. Just to change um, it depending on the person. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's evolved and it's adapted to the needs of the industries. It's, uh, it's, um, it's in, been, been in, uh, we've had non-teaching faculty involved in addition to yourself at the library, but also uh, our faculty advisors. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the other piece of it that, that I'm really happy. We still have things we need to do. But the other piece that I'm happy about is that we no longer uh, say that the commitment is for one year. And if there is an opportunity after that year for and a full-time position, 
uh, opens up. And if you like us and we like you, we would strongly encourage you to apply. That effectively meant somebody had to apply all over again after just having interviewed the year prior. Yes. That has changed this year. Mm -hmm. And so now I don't think the – I think we we look to hire diversity fellows in areas where we anticipate openings. Mm -hmm. And when they come about and that individual has performed well and is happy here, they are now automatically as full-time faculty. Understood. So what do you hope that the fellows take away from this program? Um, I hope that they take away that we continue to encourage them and into the teaching profession, that we care about their professional development, that we're an inclusive community, and that they have a lot to offer us. That's great. And lastly, what do you hope for the future of this program? Any goals or ideas, initiatives? Um. <clears throat> There are uh, a few things that are on the table, but I, but I think rather than rather than promise them at the moment, I I, I would you know refrain from saying it's not ready for prime time yet. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but more than that, what I'm hoping for is that it continues to expand, it continues to evolve and adapt, mm-hmm. um, and that um, I'm not going to say that the time will come when it won't be necessary. Uh, because I think we're not really committed to hiring diverse faculty only through the fellowship mm-hmm. because we're committed to hiring diverse faculty, period. period. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that that first year is something that um, that we continue to be competitive with mm-hmm. in terms of the increased competition from other institutions. Understood. So thank you so much for your time. This was great. You're welcome.